What Radio, the music you want. With your host, Steve Dan. Hello! What's up, party people? It's Keys Dan with RadioWhat.com, DJLittleRock.com, coming to you live and in a living color from the Radio What Studios. And this is my podcast, What Makes You Famous. It's an extension of the RadioWhat.com internet radio station that I've been running for quite some time. And if you need DJ services, where do you go? DJLittleRock.com. Check availability and get a free price quote. And maybe you could have me at your next event. Let me entertain you. I like to party with the people. Video dance parties, karaoke jams, and weddings. Oh, yeah. Coming up on the program today, Regina Palmer. Who's Regina Palmer? Well, you're going to find out or in the next few minutes. You have that to look forward to in your ears. So stay tuned for that. Uh, this week's shows, I don't have any public shows. But I do have one private event on Saturday. I have one wedding, and uh, I look forward to that. <laughs> and uh, I'm kind of excited to be playing at a wedding. It's a Spanish, and let's see, it's a Spanish and country wedding. She's Spanish, and he's from the South. I think she's from maybe Mexico or something like that. But uh, yeah, it's going to be a fun wedding. I'm kind of excited. Yes, get out of the house and go play with the people, but not too close because we have the social distance coronavirus still going on right now as we speak okay <laughs> without further ado let's give a talk to regina palmer calling regina palmer now Hello. Hi, Regina Palmer, please. This is she. Of the Giggle Fits? Of the Giggle Fits. That would be me. <laughs> it's Keys Dan with the What Makes You <laughs> Famous podcast. Finally getting to hear your voice live. Yes. Wow. <laughs> I'm very excited. Thank you. I'm excited Dan. for you. I'm excited for me. I'm excited for my listeners that are, that are listening right now and wow. uh, enjoying the, the pleasurable voice of regina palmer oh yeah that's so sweet hi everybody <laughs> well give the people a little idea of who regina palmer is okay well regina palmer is a native Okie from broken bow oklahoma um born in idabel raised there most of my younger years uh left home at 12 years old i've been just about everywhere there is to go uh vermont's my last um state to mark off of my book list of having had visited all 50 of the United States. And um, I've, I've just, I love to travel. I love to sing. I've been, whew, I have been a lyricist my entire life. I've been writing poems and, and poetry and singing since I was old enough to um, spell and, and uh, rhyme words. <laughs> <laughs> but well, I was always, I was always very private. Well, um, Regina Palmer. Uh, before you go any further, I would have to uh, ask uh, in the voice, uh, the best voice that I can do of uh, independent of uh, uh, Vermont and uh, current presidential hopeful Bernie Sanders. Why haven't you been to Vermont? What is wrong with my state? Why haven't you been there? Regina Palmer. I'm waiting for spring and, and winter is just extending his damn welcome. He's where he has flat worn it out. It's snowing like rain. It's like cats and dogs coming out down there. I, we've had three inches of snow in the past three hours. Every metaphor out there. <sighs> so, you're, okay. And your final stop is Broken Bow. I've heard good things about Broken Bow. That's the, the ritzy area of Oklahoma. <sighs> Are you fancy? Are you a fancy person? Oh yes, I am. I am as fancy as they come. I'm about as as homegirl schooled as as a homegirl could be. I am a tomboy from the word go. I've always been an outgoing, outdoors person. I love to fish, hunt, camp. Um, just I'm I'm one with nature. I'm at my best and closest to God when I'm in nature. Oh, that's fantastic! So how how do you commune with nature and how, how have you been communing with nature lately? Well, um, we've been arguing a lot. We're, we're trying to get along. 
<laughs> so you're, you're saying, is it snowing in Broken Bow right now? Or? No, I'm in New Hampshire, my oh, friend. I'm New not Hampshire. in Broken Bow. I'm from Broken Bow. From Broken Bow. From okay. Broken Bow. This is my first northern winter. We moved here in October. And let me tell you, it has been quite the adventure. Why? Why would you go to New Hampshire? Not that it's not a lovely state. It's a beautiful place. I'm sure the people are great. But why New Hampshire? It is. I'm an adventurer. What can I say? I mean, there was an opportunity and I came here with um, my new partner in music and we are really, we're loving it. We're loving it. Well, disclose he's, everything. He's from Tell, the North though. Who, he's used to this. Oh, okay. So he's from, ah, uh, you married a Yankee. I get it. <laughs> well, I'm going to marry a Yankee. Okay. Yeah. A Yankee and an Okie. See, I haven't spent a lot of time <laughs> north of the Mason-Dixon line. So, you know, I'm from Florida myself and. Here I am in in uh, central Arkansas, Conway, just a little bit north of Little Rock. So I'm familiar. I've been to Conway many times. You've friend. been through Conway. Have you been on I've I-40? I've been to and through. Absolutely. I <laughs> yeah. I lived in Arkansas. I moved here from Arkansas, actually. Um, I lived in Arkansas. Yeah. I lived in Arkansas in D Queen for um, about 15 years. Thank you for that, that was- Regina. You, you just <laughs> told me how to pronounce D Queen because I've. I've, I've, I've wondered how to pronounce it. De Queen, De Queen, De Queen. So D Queen, is that the official pronunciation? It is D Queen, and it is where the Queen has lived for the past 15 years. You are <laughs> teaching me things, Regina Palmer. <laughs> and you're a musical lady, a musical aficionado. When did that start? I am. I'm a, I'm a musical soul. I have been my entire life, but I have had some serious issues to overcome in life. Life has not been kind to me. Tell the story. In, in, well, okay, I'd be happy to. Um, well, let's just start from home. Um, okay, when, when I was um, growing up, my mom and dad both had, um, well, there was four of us. Uh, there was myself. I was the next to the eldest of four. Mm-hmm. And um, honestly, my parents didn't need any one of the four of us, but they had us. OK, <laughs> so we pretty much raised ourselves. And my dad, um, you know, bless his heart. He tried. He was a very good provider and he took really good care of his kids. But he was an alcoholic <laughs> and um, a mean one, a mean one when he got drunk. And it was really hard to um, see those things growing up. Mm-hmm. So when I was eight and a half years old, my mom and dad divorced and my mother moved to Texas and um, she was mentally challenged and couldn't take care of us. So my dad, even though my mom was awarded the children in the divorce, my dad kept us and kept and kept custody of us. So um, for, you know, I had to grow up fast. I had I had a lot of responsibility. I was gladly and willingly. Uh, responsible for taking care of my brothers and sisters and helping daddy do chores and cooking and gardening. And it's just, I don't know. It was just kind of hard, but I didn't think about it. I just did it. Did everybody move to Texas? No, none of us did. We all stayed in Oklahoma with my father. Oh, okay. Okay. But mom went to Texas. (laughs) Yes. My mother moved to Texas with her sister. And my I say I was about ten and a half years old. My father met a woman. Um, I don't like to be negative in any kind of way, but she was she was an atheist, yeah. <laughs> and she was she had a lot of bitterness. And um, I was ten and a half when they married, and I left home at twelve years old. Okay. A twelve-year-old um, on her own, twelve-year-old <laughs> Regina Palmer 12 years out old there on my own out there. Where and, did you um, go? Well, I was I was staying with a friend, um, and she had an older brother who was my sweetheart. <laughs> and things kind of um, how much older? Uh, he was. I was at the time twelve. He was fifteen. Okay. And then when I turned thirteen, and he was sixteen. I got pregnant. Okay. So we got married. That's and a I life had, changer. I had, yes, it is. It, it really is. And, you know, I was young and they, I went to the doctor. They told me I was pregnant and they said, you know, you really should get a, an abortion. You're only 14 years. Kiss my ass and I'm out of here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not having, I would never do that. 
And it was never even a, another thought. I did leave the office and I did have my baby and I was very proud because he saved me. Mazel tov. You got a baby boy. I do. I do. He's 38 years old now. <laughs> Congratulations. Uh, my mom's still uh, calling off my, my years in, in months. Yeah. It says I'm tying my own shoes now. I'm walking. I'm talking. I'm about 432 months old. So good. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Well, I kind of jumped out of the frying pan into the fire. You know, I left home because it was a rough way to go. I was, I was maltreated. Um, I was disrespected. I was distanced from my father, who was at the time my only parent. And I just couldn't stand the strangulation. So, you know, I I left. But when after I married and after my son was born, I was he was about two, two and a half years old. My husband at the time was 17 years old. Well, let's just say he was a thief and a gigolo. <laughs> As seventeen-year-olds tend to be, seventeen-year-old thief and gigolo. He did not know how to stay home. He did not know how to be married. He was a rambler, and he ended up in prison. Okay. So at sixteen, here I am with a two and a half-year-old. <laughs> you know, um, I was almost seventeen. I think he got sentenced, but just a toddler, and um, on my own again. Out in this big old world, and I thought, well, you know what? There's only one thing to do, and that's just to grab the damn bull by the horns and, and tie his ass up and, and conquer this shit. So I took, I got a job. Yeah. Um, I got, my dad helped me, bought me, bought me an $800 car, my first car. It used more oil than gas. What kind of car? It was a little Datsun B210. Hey, that's a, that's a fantastic <laughs> car. Kind of like a station wagon, yeah, right? Yeah, got me back and forth from, from home to work and to the babysitter, and that's all I needed. <laughs> okay, but by this so, time, uh, were you done with school, Regina Palmer? I, honestly, my friend, when I got pregnant, I quit school. Yeah. I never stepped foot in ninth grade. Mm. Never stepped foot in high school. I registered, but never went. School of hard knocks. But yeah, the school of hard knocks, but I was taking on, I was taking hands on classes, darling. There is nothing that class could have taught me that I wasn't learning hardcore. <laughs> so I didn't really, and I, I always, um, you know, been a reader and um, always, I was straight A student in um, my elementary years. I never had an issue with learning and taking on um I wanted to learn, in other words. So my education really never stopped, even though I wasn't in school. Oh, I fully believe that, Regina Palmer. I can hear it in your voice. You are a learned you. person. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a survivor. So um, anyways, to, to forward from where we are now, um, when my husband got out of prison, mm-hmm. we moved to Oregon, and I went into nursing because that's what I wanted to be. I wanted to be a nurse and a singer. So um, I kind of lied a little bit about my education. I told him I had, you know, high school education, blah, blah, blah. That was never checked. That was never questioned. Wow. I was thinking maybe (laughs) GED perhaps, but nope. No, no. um, But anyways, I, I got enrolled and I was in nursing and I was doing, I mean, fantastic had the world by the tail i thought you know i was what, doing, what school was I this thought, well, i'm, I'm gonna overcome multnomah uh community college out in portland oregon hey in case any of my uh, listeners need need some school but they haven't quite got their ged you might get away with <laughs> they it they could go lie and give you a penny that was a long time ago i don't i think they check now <laughs> and she would have gotten away with it too if it wasn't for those kids i, I was desperate you know i had to improve the wreck I had made of myself. Yes, ma'am. And I wasn't I wasn't willing to stay in that situation and that predicament. I was better than that and I was I was willing to work hard to overcome it. So anyways, um eight months into nursing, I was working in a nursing home and I was um uh, I don't know if you've ever known a nurse's aide or uh been in you know around nursing, but it's it's a fast paced, hard job. So I'm working very, very hard, and um, I was uh, feeding patients. We had to go down the hall. You know, we we had our set of of uh, people, patients, about nine each to take care of. But during meal times, everybody went down the hall and fed patients and made sure you know meals were out. So I was feeding a paraplegic patient, very coherent. Um, you know, he was very alert, very, very, very coherent. 
but he couldn't move. He was paralyzed from the neck down. So he was sitting up in his chair and I pulled his bed forward or reached from behind me and grabbed it to pull it to him so I could feed him. And something just ripped. It felt like a knife or something just stabbed me in the back of the neck and just sliced down between my shoulder blades like lightning. Horrible pain. And I, I kind of yelled out. I'm like, oh, and he's like, what's wrong with you? What happened? And I'm like, I don't know. I just pulled something. So I went on about my job, fed him, went on 20 minutes into this. My hands and fingers were going numb. I, my arms were aching. My chest and back in between my shoulder blades was aching. I was. It was just like unbearable pain so I went and told my charge nurse and she sent me home I went home laid on the bed crawled over on my, it was on my stomach I was just a little bitty thing my husband came in from work and said what are you doing home and I'm like I started to raise up and tell him and I could not even push myself up with my arms uh -oh. I was like oh my god I don't know what happened to me I hurt myself today and it was a long 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 journey from there to doctors and therapy and test and everything else well a year and a half later they discovered that I had a birth defect I had I, I was born with extra cervical ribs in my cervical spine as spurs not full attached ribs but spurs and they grew as I grew I never even knew I had this I was a basketball player I mean always super active um, but that injury that day from that um, the, the ribs that were growing and it, it caused a brachial plexus injury, which is usually something that happens during a, um, a breech birth. Yeah. Tell me um, what is it exactly? Cause you know, I was uh, an EMT and, and a, a tech in the, in the ER. So I'm familiar with yeah. the fast pace, but this okay. sounds horrible. Well, yeah, it really was. I couldn't wash my hair. I couldn't, I just couldn't function. I couldn't do anything. The pain was excruciating. All I did was walk the floors and cry. Mm. So it was really, really hard um, for many, many, many years. And after they found out that the cervical ribs were uh, uh, playing into the injury, then the insurance company kicks up a fuss. We're not responsible as a birth defect. And of course, you know, my insurance at that point, I was 24, I believe, and I had already gotten on Medicare, oh. which was a lifesaver. But mm -hmm. at the same time, the insurance company and Medicare were fighting over who was responsible. And I'm like, oh, my God, I don't give a damn who's responsible. I'm the one suffering and you guys are fighting over who's to pay the bill. Get the damn bills paid. You know, it was just crazy. Right. So um, that went on for a long time, and um, it's just my – I ended up divorcing my gigolo husband. Okay. And was, was he messing around? Or, or had, had oh, yeah, been? with my sister. Oh, okay. That sounds very yeah. country. I know, right? It's just, it was right. too much. I, right, I couldn't listeners. even admit that for 30 years, okay? <laughs> so Because, I mean, that's just that's just. You don't, you don't really cross that line. That's that's just out of bounds, buddy. True, you know. True. So anyway, are you okay with the sister? Um, I am. I try to be, mm. and I have tried m multiple times to um, reach out to her. He's dead now. He he passed away. My son's father passed away in June of of uh, uh, twenty seventeen, I believe. How? Uh, of a genetic liver disease, of all things, wow. suddenly. So anyway, uh, and my son has that genetic uh, disease. It's called amitriceptin. Let's see. It's called alpha-1 amitriceptin deficiency. That's a mouthful. How's he yeah. holding up? Uh, he, he has his struggles. He really does. Wow. Um, but anyway, that, uh, that divorce... Uh, I, I took my songs that I had written over my lifetime, I don't know how many, maybe about 60, to Nashville. And I ended up uh, falling in love and marrying a man twice my age. Okay. He was he was probably the father figure I never had and the security that I desperately needed. And it just seemed to fit. Was he in the business at all? Or how did you meet yeah, up with him? Yeah, he was a professional musician. That he was makes a professional sense. Musician. That yeah, makes sense. he was a... Yeah. So anyway, I was married to him for nine years and we lived in Nashville and Owensboro, Kentucky. And 
um, traveled everywhere the world because, like I said, he was a professional musician. He worked for Young Chang Piano Company, and they, at that time, had the Kurzweil uh, keyboard line. Okay. I, so I, I think he, I'm familiar. Yeah. Well, he um, went around the nation to dealers, stores, uh, training them how to use the product and how to sell it and doing little mini concerts and things like that. So we got to travel a lot. And I was in, I, I got to be around and uh, in the midst of and mingling with other musicians. And, and it was just a wonderful thing thing wonderful time and we moved um we he lost his job with young chang they lost they um sold the kurzweil division and um therefore since he was with that division he didn't have a job anymore so we opened up a piano store in nashville tennessee okay that's and, a good spot uh, to be to make some music okay Yes, it is. It was a really great spot. And uh, Young Chang and their banking uh, company, Textron, was behind us. And we got that done. We got a real nice, I think it was a, a quarter million dollar floor plan. We had about 30 or 40 beautiful grands. It was a really big superstore mm -hmm. in Antioch, Tennessee. Still and that there? went really, um, no, okay. no. Uh, that ended really on a sour note, too. Um, Backing up just a little bit, um, in 1998, my brother was murdered. Oh, what? Uh, he was he was 36, and he was murdered. And um, he actually was uh, picked up on a DUI and was taken to Broken Bow City Jail and didn't come out alive. So there was a lawsuit there, and I my brother was never married, so I represented my mother and father. And my mother and father got a pretty, a little bit of money from from my brother's blood spills. Mm. But anyways, um, my ex-husband um, that I had the piano store with. Okay, I was uh, wondering which one this one was. Okay. Yeah, he's the one that I had the piano store with. Mm. Stole all my mother's money. <sighs> and put it put it in the business, and I didn't even know about it. And I, it was all invested with Edward Jones, and I just happened he Edward Jones um, was right across the street in the Kroger parking lot from where our store was, and I just happened to meet him one day, and he said, "Hey, we really like to come in and talk about your mother's portfolio," and I said, "Okay, I'll come in." And when I was shocked. I was shocked. There was $38,000 gone and my mother, oh, oh, it was just horrible. So I called him out on it, you know, and, and he's, he's like just giving me every excuse in the world. We had to have it for the business, blah, blah, blah. I said, no, that was my mother's money and my brother's blood money. And you just don't do that. So that ended in a nasty divorce. And I walked out of that and told him to take it and shove it where the sun don't shine. But no kids on that one. No, no, you no, still I, have the one boy. I only had the one child. Yes. Oh, still, yes. still only have the one boy. Yes. Oh, okay. yes. Yes. So I moved back to Arkansas and Oklahoma. I come back home in um, October of 2003 and my father was real sick at that point dying. Mm. And um, I ended up marrying a, boy, a guy from Arkansas and was there for 15 years. That ended real bad, too. <sighs> So I've had my share of ups and downs. But through all this, creativity comes from pain. Oh. Yes, it does. It oh does. And you know, the many, many times that I couldn't get up and do now, I'm a miracle. I'll tell you right now, I really turned my life around six years ago because after 17, well, it's been more than that. I'm, I'm losing track of time, but. Yeah. Nine years six, here, seven, 15 years yeah. here. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Excuse me. No worries. Um, so anyway, uh, after all that, um, I would just, uh, my spirit was up doing and moving and wishing and, and dreaming. And I've never seen a small dream. I've always been a visionary. Words and, and music just seem to flow. Yeah, I mean, the, I can't turn it off. By the I time got, you were very young and, and getting ready to make your first move, you had 60 yeah. songs in your pocket. Had, right. had any of these been recorded or you played them live um, or anything? I rec No, I recorded two of them, but the it just never happened. I just never, it just never happened. Not in Oklahoma. Uh, either, I, either I was too sick 
or there were too many um, obstacles and too many things in the way to, to get it done. So when I got this last divorce, my third divorce, mm. I've raised my family. I've raised my grandkids. I've done my part. I've raised all the animals I care to. <laughs> I'm done with all that. I have lived these lyrics. Now these lyrics are going to make me a living. And I put my head and mind into it. And I said, gung-ho, nothing. Come rain, sleet, or snow, except God himself is going to stop me this time. <laughs> I like the way you put that, Regina Palmer. So six <laughs> years ago, a turning point, something yes. changed. You needed to make a yes. change. What was it? Yes. Well, I was not. I, I felt like I had missed my calling. I felt like I had not honored God with the gifts that he had honored me with. Mm. And I took that. I took I had a briefcase of, of about the 60 songs. I don't know exactly about 60 mm -hmm. in my closet. And I pulled them down. I was desperate. I was broke on my ass. I had about I was living on six hundred dollars a month. This is I was, uh, Medicare or Medicaid or some kind of. Yeah. Subsidy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And it was just, it was horrible. I couldn't, I couldn't even survive. And I said, Lord, I don't know how I've gotten myself in this mess in life for somebody who is as good as I am and tries as hard as I do. And I've had three total wipeouts. Just like, I feel like, I feel like I'm living the story of Job in the Bible and I need you, Lord. I need you now. And I have got to have your help. And if you will give me my gift back, I promise I'll use it. And I'll never, I'll never, ever, ever closet it again. And um, that's when things started happening. I took those songs out of my briefcase. I didn't have anything but a cracked cell phone that my best friend gave me. And um, I started putting acapella version songs on Reverb Nation. And fans started coming to me like, wow, you're brave to do that. And blah, blah, blah. You know, this is really good. And I'm like, well... You know, I'm desperate. I didn't tell them that, but they they had no idea how desperate I was to, to get back into the industry and, and get my career going. I'm coming out of retirement at 50, you know. Mm -hmm. So um, it was just it's been a long, hard road. But um, I'm very happy to say today I have made the, the necessary changes in my life, I have moved. I've, I've gotten away from all of the negative influence. I've gotten away from um, the things that were holding me back. And I'm living in New Hampshire, very happy. I'm um, uh, engaged to be married. Of course, that might not happen in June like we thought, but. <laughs> I understand. No, now your, your life has taken many, many turns, Regina Palmer. And you've yes. gone from Music City to. New Hampshire. I know with the internet, I know with the computer and a good microphone, yes. you can make music anywhere. Uh, yes. And you, I'm guessing you have a home studio set up that you can. Uh, we do. It's, it's not, it's, it's basically, you know, it's just the, it's just the basics, but it's working yep. um, with today's digital age and the technologies that we have um, at our, at our fingertips and at our disposal. It's, it's a lot easier to create yeah. music in a home setting than it is you know before you if you, you weren't going to get anywhere unless you went into a studio mass you know they majorly produced it and make it you know commercialized as they as mm -hmm. they say or you're signed by a label and distributed that way but now with um with the new uh i call it the new digital age of music mm -hmm. um there's that that's changing and indie artists are actually able now to put their music on major platforms for sale and um, do everything independently outside of, you don't have to be signed anymore, you know? Absolutely. You're cutting and out the record. I, the record labels are, are running scared because they, they, yeah. they're not needed. Uh, people are, are right. developing these home studios. You know, I'm, I'm right. right here recording you on two different devices, you know, cause I, I yeah. always recorded on, <laughs> on a backup, but, but digital, uh, both digitally. No, no more reel to reel. No more tape, and no more producer awesome. needed. I'm, I'm the producer. I'm the, the, the editor, and and here you are being recorded. And this is what That's you can awesome. do in your own home studio. You're right. teaching people that they don't need uh, to be signed to a record no. label that's going to take all You're their money and your life away. You're Absolutely. giving them all of your profits. Yes. And you are going to run yourself in the ground because they are going to drive you there. Yes. Um, and learn from Elvis, just, learn from Prince, learn from Michael Jackson, learn oh, from all these it. that have come before it. you that get run 
chick and I do. They've all been influenced. Oh yeah. Is you know they've all influenced me. Um. So that being said, um, mm-hmm. uh, two years. Well, let's see. Um, I, a year ago, January, I was uh, at a friend's house. She had broken her hip, and I was there taking care of her. Oh. And um, I was trying to get music up. Uh before March, before all of the nomination season had passed in and I just couldn't do it. So that kind of was a bummer, but I've, I've met Tony through Issa and we just seem to hit it off. He is a veteran, uh, tribute artist. He what, has, what's Issa? Uh, international singer songwriters association. And you met a fella through uh, that association. Yeah, it was a group that, that I had joined, and he was in this group, and we started talking. He started listening to my music, became a fan. Great. We started talking, chatting, became friends, and then decided to collaborate. And um, he's like, well, you know, that's, that would be great, but uh, I'm, I'm in Rockton, Massachusetts. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, so, um, I've talked to he, several musicians that have collaborated with people that don't even live in the same country, that have yes. never met before. Is that yeah, something that you Deep started Queen, doing? I was so squeezed out. I didn't have the means to do that. Okay. So we, we planned a meet. Um, we, he actually flew to Dallas <laughs> and met me and we drove back across country in my car with my things. It wasn't that same $800 Datsun B210. No, no, actually <laughs> it was, it was a cute little, uh, uh, Dodge Avenger, but let me tell you something. For long trips, mm. we both looked like we were ninety and crippled when we got here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's kind of tight in there. I get it. <laughs> yeah, with all my stuff too, and all the seats crammed up, just pushed up as far as you could get them. Yeah, I so I moved north in my car, mm. just my just my personal belongings. <laughs> and you were taking a chance on Tony. I was, I was. And he was taking a chance such on a you. Magical, he was. We both took a major chance, but we just had a really positive connection, and I was just really willing to gamble. I kind of waited. I, I had been searching for somewhere to go to to produce the music and to and to have a partner in music, but I didn't want to just jump. You know, I was very careful. Um, in spite of lots of offers that were turned down, <laughs> Tony just seemed like the perfect fit. As, is he, he at least around the same age? Yes, he's that, 53. That helps so a little we bit. We are the same age. It <laughs> that, does. That helps it a does. little bit. And, and what are his credentials? What, what, what can he do? Does he, uh, is he the guitar playing man? He is. And let me tell you, he, he got sick a few years ago. He oh. was uh, stricken with Graves disease. What is that? And, it's a thyroid disease. Oh, okay. Um, but it, it took his voice. He he can't sing anymore, but he was, I'm talking fantastic. This guy could cover anybody. It didn't matter if it was George Strait or Christina Aguilera or Pink or you know, I mean, this he's his his range was just it blew my mind. That I was a fan of his too. You know, yeah. but he, he can't sing like that anymore. But let me tell you something now. He's a monster on that guitar and I can. <laughs> it's there you go. Really That's well. what he needed. He needed you yes. to be his voice so he can That's concentrate he on, that, on that guitar. Picking. She's my voice and I'm grateful and I'm thankful I don't even have to sing anymore. So, yeah, it's just working out beautifully. Perfection, we, Regina um, Palmer. So let's take it back a little bit. Going to school. I mean, what, what convinced you to, to start writing songs? Was that the only thing you were doing in your school life you for know, your extracurricular? Or were you playing um, any instruments no. in school? I, doing I, stuff? In my school, where yeah, we were from, in I was from Bow? a little, well, yeah, but I lived 12 miles out of Broken Bow in elementary school. Gotcha. Little, little bitty tiny uh, a community school uh, from kindergarten to eighth grade of all together maybe 200 kids but you knew each other <laughs> uh, you know you, yeah everybody knew everybody yeah that's and well the we advantage had, and disadvantage of small town. sports but there were there was no music in in school oh. so the music that i got was from home my dad was always playing music and um always listening to music so what i was grew he up listening in a to? very country honey oh. hank williams <laughs> hank williams and uh Johnny Cash and Patsy, Dolly, Loretta, you know, all uh, Tammy, all of, all of the old time country greats. 
Hey, with what I grew up. If you're going to do it, uh, do it right. It. Yeah, listen to That's the classics. Right. <laughs> There's a reason that they're still around, that they're still being listened to. They wrote some yeah. good music. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. And, yes. And, and then how was your faith being developed at this point? Because I heard it in well, your voice when you started talking. Your faith mm-hmm. has been uh, your strength. Uh, throughout your life, absolutely, I'm and I—that's—that's that's another story in and of itself. Please. And I'm glad you asked me that. I'm glad I asked. Gro- growing up in Golden, we lived right next door to the Golden Baptist Church, and I could see it from my yard, and and it was just walking distance, right up the walk, right up the road. So, from the time I was eight and a half years old, after my mom and dad were having so much trouble and ended up divorcing. I never missed a service. If those doors were open, this kid was there. And it was my, it was my, it was my refuge. It was the only peace I could find. And I was in full understanding of it. I would sit there and listen to him preach all day long. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I get this, you know. So at eight and a half years old, I was saved and baptized in that little Baptist church. Super. That set my faith. And I was, I would take that love of of God and community back home and apply it to family. And um, when, after my husband, my first husband got arrested and went to prison, I was 15 and a half when he first got arrested and then he was out on uh, uh, probation for a long time before he was actually sentenced. But at 15 and a half years old, I went, I took myself and my son to an Assembly of God church and rededicated my life. And um, at that point, it it was almost as if I had lived 10 lives and I felt like I was 60. <laughs> and I just had a very clear uh, spiritual understanding of things. I don't know how to explain that other than just it was it was an awakening. And it was a movement that was happening inside of me that was developing a super strength that I guess apparently God must have thought that I was going to need. I wonder, hmm, I wonder where he got that idea. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure he knows. <laughs> so yeah, it has been, it has been my, um, my, my rock and my cornerstone. Well, that's good. Always. That's what some, uh, quite a few people take from, from, uh, the church is, is the, the yeah. fellowship, the, the, uh, well, the, the help, that they need yeah. through through trials and tribulations. Yeah, I'm glad you had and, that. Who instilled that in that, you? Was that I guess that was your dad? Well, maybe my dad, my mom, my mom and my dad both were were Christians, but you know they didn't live it. Mm-hmm. They 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 were aware of it. Yes, <laughs> but it wasn't actually an exercise that was that was um, done routinely in our home. That's for sure. So, but my dad did buy some encyclopedias one time, and I got this little book uh, called Children Are a Gift of the Lord. Oh. And it was like an animated uh, children's storybook. And I read that front to back so many times, and that also helped me with my faith. Nice. Well, Regina Palmer, since you kind of mentioned your mom a little bit, how did she fare down in Texas? What Did you ever get back in contact or keep, no, keep in touch? Yeah, I did. I ended up... Um, when my mom remarried and was married for a long time and then her husband got very ill and was dying and couldn't take care of my mother or my mother couldn't take care of him. Um, he went into the hospital and I went, I come from Tennessee, actually Kentucky. I was living in Kentucky at that point to Texas and, and, and got her. I went, I went and rescued her and um, brought her back to Tennessee with me. I'm at Kentucky at the point at that time. Mm-hmm. And um, I took care of her. Uh, she was my baby. I mean, it was like we had a reverse role. Even as a kid, I was the one leading her around by the hand, keeping her safe. You know, it wasn't the other way around. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, my mom was, um, I took care of her for, I think she lived uh, about 12 years past that. Mm. When did she pass? Um, she passed in, um, let's see, I believe it was uh, 08, mm. 2008. Huh. And that was that was really the turning point in my life. That was when I didn't have any more anybody that I had to be completely responsible for. Well, I'm glad she had you at the end. That, that, that sounds yeah, like it was, me too. It was good to I reconnect. Wouldn't, I wouldn't trade that for the world. Mm. 
you know, uh, my my ex husband Frank, the middle husband, the one in, <laughs> from Tennessee. He he used to really be hard on my mother. Um, he used to say, you know, your mother, your mother left you, left four kids. How could, how could you even love her at that point? I'm like, you know what? I don't feel that way at all. I'm grateful that my mother left. I couldn't stand to see her get beat up again. Mm-hmm. So you don't know what the hell you're talking about. You need to just shut up and not be dogging my mother for her decision because I don't blame her and you don't have the right to blame her. Yeah. It sounds like it was uh, the right thing to do at, at the time. Definitely. Yeah, for, it and, was. and it seems like it helped both of them. Oh, uh, it your, did. Your, your dad it did. seemed to be, become a better person. Somewhat. Yeah, he didn't beat on my stepmom like that. Mm. So, you know, of course, didn't stop him from drinking and, and raising hell with with other patrons. Anybody wanted, willing to fight? And that was still <laughs> troublesome through to, until the end there? Yeah, that's why I left home at 12 years old. I couldn't stand yeah. any more of it. But I jumped out of the frying pan into the fire, like I said, because I didn't I didn't have any guidance. I was no, on my I'm, own. Yeah. <laughs> but it sounds like you made it through. My goodness. Uh, over the last six years and even uh, more so into the yeah. last two years, you said something different has has happened. Yes. Uh, are you recording yes. music now? Oh, yes. Um, currently, I, actually, three years ago when I decided to do this, when I told you about the briefcase, mm-hmm. the floodgates opened, my friend. Mm-hmm. I have since written over, I've lost count, <laughs> over 2,000 lyrics. I like that. I like that a lot. And it, now, uh, completed songs. I mean, how, how many completed have Completed songs. Yeah. Uh, how many okay, have you put Tony down? Because I, I know that Tony you just put out an, an album. But uh, how many songs have, had you recorded? And you can continue with what you did with Currently, Tony. Currently, mm-hmm. uh, yes, Tony and, Tony and I have been the giggle fit. Um, the seventh of this month was 10 months. We're young. Yeah. We have, since we've been together, we put out a five-song EP. Mm-hmm. The first one, our debut EP titled, You Can't Stop This. Yep. Naive, and You, you can't, can't Stop This, One Owner yes. Heart, Ramblin' Man, yes. Not a Single Part yes. of Me. Yes. You're familiar with it. I see it. <laughs> <laughs> you can find so, it on yes. Pandora. Go get it right now. Well, don't be Don't Be Naive was number 12 on Dory's Indie World Network Countdown, Top 100 Countdown last or Saturday. And, um, you can't stop this was number 25. Yes. Last week we had three more from the new album. We had, um, let's see, a lesson was number 57 on her hundred countdown. Um, what if was number, uh, I believe, no, it was number 59 and then number 47. What if is number 47 and, um, another song of ours, um, I'm picky. which was crazy. I didn't even want him to add that to the album. I thought it was kind of, it was funny, but it was quirky. It was kind of, it was, it was a literally, it was a therapy session because I was getting all frustrated because we were getting a lot of feedback sound out of the, out of the, out of the, uh, uh, yeah, I'm glad you're getting all this yeah. feedback from from people because it's got to be making you feel good uh, that people it are really, playing your music. Really, yes, and we are. We're getting played on a lot of radio stations. A lot of um, a lot of things happen, and we've gotten three more awards yesterday come in in the email. I saw um, I saw the little from, pamphlets on your on your uh, Facebook there. Yeah. What are the three you got there? Um. Let's see. Uh, it All was, right, uh, I can read them out. I'm looking at them yeah, right now. Yeah, yeah, because I get I get confused. They're best, coming in fast. <laughs> best song March <laughs> of 2020 of is "Don't Be Naive," and then the best new indie album, "Been There, Done That," and then the uh, best rock band runner up is "The Giggle Fits" as of uh, March 15th, the 20th uh, till 2020. Yes. I mean, uh, 2020. It's it's been an interesting year so far. <laughs> yes, know? it has, to I, say the least. March has been very good to us. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but you've got you know you've gotten accolades, you've gotten awards, and I hope that I get these songs uh, pretty soon so I can put them on RadioWhat.com and get you get you some more play on there. That would be sweet. Thank Yay. you. So we've we've currently got the five song EP, and we put seventeen fresh originals on our album. We wanted to fill it up for our fans for a whopping low price of about 50 cents a song Dig it. and that's the the new one been there done that and this is happening right. so fast you had one album last year with with the five songs 
And then mm-hmm. 15, you said? 17. 17, 17 originals <laughs> on this new album. People don't make Plus, albums anymore. People make singles, and you're just churning them out there. I mean, who's. Well, pro- well I've got so many. I've just barely tapped the surface of what I've got to produce. <laughs> you got 2,000 more to go. And who, that's right. Who's producing I'm all these? I'm a busy are, girl. Are, is it you and Tony? Or, or do you have any help that's putting, helping no, you put these out? No, we are doing everything ourselves. We are we're, we're singing, recording, producing, mastering, um, using Song Trader for distribution, and putting them out everything from home and doing all of our own um, promoting and everything. So, no, we are do-it-yourselfers all the way. <laughs> Sounds like you've got quite a team, Regina Palmer, you and Tony, and that's fantastic. So, so yes. Uh, yes, go ahead, continue. Uh, atop of the EP and the uh, full debut album, we have also released a Christmas single oh. titled This Christmas and three more single releases of love songs. Oh, that's great. Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. I see the Christmas single has the one song, and then Love's Knocking Again is a single. Yes. That's yes. perfect. Love's knocking, love's knocking, love's knocking. Let it in. <laughs> yes. Regina Palmer sending chills up my spine singing for me. I love it. Oh, oh you're so sweet. No, my goodness. You. you know, I've been listening. I, You know, your YouTube is full. You've been putting content out there. For the people yes. to listen to, to have, you know, people are stuck in, indoors at this particular moment in time and they need something to listen to, something to get their minds off things. Why not yes, listen they to do. the Eagle and I'm Fit? Just, I'm just totally elated and completely 100% purely happy to bring them the content they need to get them through this. <laughs> so why Giggle Fits? What is that all about? Okay. Well, you know, obviously I laugh a lot, but when Tony and I first did our first session, uh, he challenged me, him being the monster guitarist he he is, he challenged me to pull songs out of my briefcase and improv them. He said, just start singing and I'll start playing along. The first session, we had the, the most fun I've ever had in my life, but in an hour, between all of the laughing and, and cutting up and carrying on, we had eight songs completed in an hour. Was the recorder on the whole time? Well, no. I mean, we would stop in between songs and discuss it. And, and then when we were ready, when we when we cued each other, we'd turn it on and record it. And we would just freaking hitting it every time. What the a process. Songs, several of the songs on that album were first time improvisation from our live sessions that we never did anything else with except clean them up through uh you know uh mixing and mastering i guess cool edit or pro tools or something like that yeah uh tony does all that tony (laughs) does all that okay you need a tony he needs a regina excellent yes technology and i are not friends I'm telling you right now, we argue all the time, and it never listens to me. It don't understand me, and I don't understand it. Okay. If it was, uh, yeah, it was. It's that kind of thing. It's so like, okay, let Tony, me go back. I have an issue. Something that stuck in my head. How far did the the nursing go when you got that that injury up your up your back with the the ribs? Yes. Was that it for nursing? Completely? Eight months. Eight months in. Eight months in. I could not work. No more. Okay. No more. And um, but I, I did keep all of my books, and I've always read. I've always kept up my nursing skills. I've always been a caregiver, and let me tell you, I don't even know how. You don't know how lucky I am to be standing here talking to you because for the past three weeks I've been sick. This past week is getting better now, but I think I had coronavirus. No, no. Oh yes, I was sicker than a dog, honey. It, for two weeks I couldn't do anything. Tony took care of me. Yeah. I'm better this week because I did. Ex- I'm a naturalist too. What's uh, that? I did. Well, I don't. I don't. I don't go that pharmaceutical route anymore. If it's not an. If it's not a natural product, I won't use it. <laughs> yeah, I try to stay away from pills too. And, and yeah. I even worked in a hospital. I was a firefighter for ten years, and I worked oh. in a hospital for seven. So yeah, well, I, for seventeen years, yeah. I did go that route, and it just about killed me. <laughs> I, I did. I did discover one time in the hospital I was allergic to ibuprofen. Uh, but no, uh, uh, yeah, because uh, I, I asked the nurse, you know, I have a headache. I, I've never taken medicine really. Uh, what are the other? What? How does the other half live? Well, she gives me some, and I, 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 I 
almost died. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So uh, yeah, well, no medicine it was for a me. Long, yeah, I, when when I first injured myself, the first thing they did was give me pain pills and muscle relaxers, mm. and you know, for seventeen years of of zero relief from it. I said, you know what? It's not working. I'm going to have to learn how to deal with it by myself because the the side effects from all this damn medicine is going to kill me and I'm not going to die like this. Nope. That's when everything turned around for me. Mm. I pretty much saved myself again. Excellent. Excellent. Sounds like you're heading in the right direction. You're you're turning music out like uh, like people. uh, (laughs) I I, I don't know. Like some people drink water. You make music. (laughs) <laughs> you know, Dan, it's true. And I don't I'm 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 grateful for the gift, but I am I'm blown away myself. I listen back to some of the stuff I do and I'm like, as a matter of fact, this is a true story. I gotta share this with you. Please. Tony and I were doing a session one day and um he said, Can you can you cover this Reba song? And I said, I love Reba, which one is it? So he he pulled out this song. And he just turned the music on and I am, I, I didn't, I didn't, had never practiced it, but I nailed it and he put it out. It's the only cover I've ever done, mm-hmm. but he went downstairs for about two hours and I didn't hear from him. I, I didn't hear him play it back or anything. He just left with it. He come back up there and played that for me. And I'm like, what'd you do? That's not me. <laughs> he said, that's you. I said, uh-uh. You dubbed her. You dubbed Reba's voice over mine. He said, "No, I did not. That's you." I could. I didn't even believe it. No, it's. I did not even believe it was me. It, it sounds like everybody needs a Tony, uh, somebody to put <laughs> put their their creative. Uh, you know, you you can play something. You could put something out there, but everybody needs a Tony, a, a good editor, a good pr- Tony, producer to put Tony that together. Tony is my lifesaver, and let me tell you, I've never. I mean, I've I've tried my luck in hand with love, you know, and I was quite the philophobic. <laughs> when we come into this, even even for a long time after it, we became the Giggle Fits, we both agreed it's all about the music. It's all about the music. And I think God had different plans because He grew on me. <laughs> he broke down those walls I built. <laughs> That's beautiful, Regina Palmer. It's good that you have somebody. Uh, how, how's the boy? What's he doing these days? Well, he's living back in Oklahoma, and um, right now, of course, they're all quarantined. I've got four beautiful grandkids. Yeah. Um, I just uh, just had my first great grandbaby. Although I have fostered a little my uh, step granddaughter's baby, mm-hmm. um, and he was kind of like not biologically my baby, but my grandbaby, but. He was really my first great grandbaby. So I've been there too, but my first biological grandbaby was just born this month. Congratulations on that one. Sounds like the, the family is thriving and prospering and uh, I'll yes. listen to the giggle fits. <laughs> yes. And my, um, my next to the eldest uh, granddaughter is graduating high school this year with honors. And yes. um, she's, yes, it, they're my, my family just like any other family they struggle but they try and they they do all right for themselves my daughter-in-law is wonderful i couldn't ask for a better mother for my grandkids if i wanted to so yeah i'm blessed that's beautiful that's beautiful the family's tight the music's going and flowing regina palmer i knew this was going to be good i knew it was going to be a good good conversation i I listen to your music and and i hear joy i hear just you just jamming having a good time yeah. And that translates. It translates when I you listen to the it. music. I yeah. love music. <laughs> oh, for sure. All right. I always say music saves me daily. Jesus saves me eternally. <laughs> that, and your faith is strong. That's fantastic. Yes. That's, uh, what's on the horizon for the giggle fits? I mean, you're, you're turning out this music. You're putting it out Ooh. there. I mean, where, where can they find it? Let's put it that way. Uh, where can they Everywhere find you? Everywhere music is sold or down downloaded or streamed. I mean, you, we're on Spotify, Apple, um, Deezer, uh, Google Play Music, Amazon, um, just worldwide. Everywhere music, there's a platform for music. You should be able to search the Giggle Fits and find us. Easiest way to have, find you? Gigglefits.com? Thegigglefits.com is our website any other and social our, media uh, well, well of course we're i'm all i'm on facebook twitter instagram um 
as Queen Regina Palmer. Mm-hmm. And on Twitter, I'm Regina Palmer L, but I'm tagged and we use hashtags all the time. Trust me, you're not going to have any issue finding us. Just search. <laughs> what's what's the hashtag that people need to look for? Woo, the giggle fits everywhere. <laughs> hashtag the giggle We're, fits. We are contagious. Look for that hashtag. <laughs> we are contagious. We have a serious music virus and we want to infect the world with it. We want everyone to die with it. I mean, it's very contagious. <laughs> You're going to make me have a g- giggle fit here. <laughs> You're making me laugh, and I've giggled a lot it's in, the in this podcast. It's the virus ever, ever contracted. Go get it. I appreciate it. Go get it. your giggle fits on. Queen Regina. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank uh, you so much, usually, Dan. Usually I finish it. these out with uh, with you giving the last words for the people, or, or you can tell people, you know, I know there's music coming. Uh, you know, give, mm-hmm. give people a little uh, if you want to give them some advice or some words to live by or just something that pops up into your head, Regina well, Palmer, I, last words for the people. I do. And thank you. And this is an important last words to the people. Hey, people, Queen Regina loves you and I care about you. I care about your health. I want you to stay healthy. And I know that you probably haven't tried this yet, but extreme heat applications work. Steam bathe. Use your use your bathroom as a sauna. Put a heater in it. Get you a get you a steamy bath going. Get you the hot. Put, let me tell you what I did, Dan. I know this is important because it could save people's lives. It has mine. I was so sick last week when I started doing these heat therapy applications mm-hmm. that I was literally taking the hair dryer and and spraying water on my face and um breathing that air in and holding it and then exhaling as hard as I can to open the the pores and it works. The mucus started breaking up. The virus died because it cannot live in that heat. And I started getting better instantly. I was able to productively cough because let me tell you, I was clogged up. I was, my sinuses, my head, my entire bronchial tract all the way down into my lungs. My entire respiratory system was compromised. And I lived through it. I'm here talking to you. So I know that these heat applications work as a nurse and as a naturalist. It works. You can create your own sauna and you can steam clean your house and and, um, apply heat in so many different ways. 180 degree water. Yeah, it might turn your skin a little red, but you're not going to scald yourself. It's amazing. I use... um, aromatherapy, uh, essential oils, things like that. I mean, there are so many ways that we can beat this, but we can't if we don't know. That is good tips from Regina Palmer to you. That's fantastic. Thank you. 133 degrees Fahrenheit, uh, Dry air, 180 degree water, steam. It will kill the virus. Use it in your home. Use it on your body. Get well. I love you all. There you have it, party people. Regina Palmer. Woo, doggy. I knew we were going to have a story. That girl can tell a story, and she has had a story. What a life to live. And, and she's almost lived like three or four lives I- I- at this point and just keeps going strong, putting music out there. I'm so glad you have Tony uh, helping you put the music out there, get that vision that out of your head and onto the, the paper and onto the computer and uh, making sure that people know all that great music that you have written. Yeah, I mean, 60 when you get out of, uh, get out of, of school as a young lass and now up to 2,000 songs, uncountable. That's fantastic. Regina Palmer, I look forward to listening and hearing more from you as time progresses. Thanks so much for being on the program. What makes you famous? Ah, all right. If you'd like to tell your story, now this time I'm talking to you, the loyal listener. If you'd like to tell your story, I encourage you to give me a call at 501-470-6386 or email info at radiowhat.com. That's it for this edition of What Makes You Famous. It's Keys Dan, radiowhat.com, djlittlerock.com. Peace. I'm out of here. If you like what you hear, follow What Makes You Famous social media. 
Use the hashtag What Makes You Famous. Follow on Facebook at What Makes You Famous. Follow on Instagram at What Makes You Famous. Follow on Twitter at Makes Famous. And follow on YouTube at Keys Dan. Leave What Makes You Famous podcast a review and subscribe. Listen to What Makes You Famous podcast on Podbean, iTunes, YouTube, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, and almost anywhere you find podcasts. Tell your story on my podcast, What Makes You Famous. Call 501-470-6386 and leave a message to set up a time. You can support What Makes You Famous using the PayPal link, paypal.me forward slash keys dan email info at radio what.com what makes you famous podcast is a production of keys dan enterprises incorporated at keys thank you for listening this is keys dan and this is shelly g and you're listening to radio what dot com radio what the music you want with some words to live by get outside every day miracles are waiting everywhere a public service message from radio what.com the music you want you